Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jacob Fanshaw. And I am Noah Alvarez. And this is episode 93 of the Front Row Seat Podcast. After what was a scrum diddlyumptious double feature week, mm. we are back to our regularly scheduled program of one yes. episode per week up until whatever week we decide we're going to double it up to reach 100. We do eventually have to double it up, yes. But in, we'll deal about that another time. We are back. We're ready. We're excited. Little low energy here on my end because I had a random Monday night excursion. Yeah. Um, Would you like to get into that or no? Yeah, I mean, I guess like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, a Monday <laughs> from the videos you sent me, a Monday night costume party sounds low key lit. It it was odd. I yeah. went with my buddy Michael. Shout out to Michael, the engineer, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, well, Biology. biochemist. Yeah, biochemist yeah. got his master's degree in chemistry. So shout out to Michael. Very smart. He can masturbate with the best of them. And um, bait with the best of them. He's got his <laughs> master's degree. So. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll be here all week. <laughs> Anyways, he he was a uh, he is his job when he does work when he's part time when he's not busy pouring over papers and reading about how to solve Alzheimer's. He used to work at this breakfast place called Toast. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, he's a server. He does all right. And I guess one of his former coworkers, they were having some sort of random Monday night costume soiree or party. I don't know. It was fucking weird. I wanted to have a couple of drinks. I was supposed to FaceTime Lauren. Didn't work out. She's visiting with her family. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. I'll go have a couple of drinks, you know, and just hang out. We get there and it became immediately apparent to me that there were some young kids there and i call them kids because i'm 25 and if you're 19 you're a kid to me like you can't can't even buy the alcohol you're drinking wow yeah and it was there was just a mixture of like young 20s though like not quite 21 but yeah you know it just i felt old first time in my life i felt like i do not belong and it was kind of weird and strange and i walked in with the 12th with a pack of Michelob ultras and I made the very bad mistake of placing them in the fucking ice oh. chest. And then a game of Rage Cage broke out and they took all the Michelob Ultras. There was one that survived the slaughter, so I drank that one after. <laughs> so I had oh, for a, I had a total of like three beers that night. But I had drank three beers previously at Red Robin when I met up with the boys for dinner. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, I didn't have a bad time. It was just weird. I was like, I felt like an old man. Would you do it again? go there again like, like if, if i invite like it's, let's say if i knew you have to be michael but let's just say a friend invited you out to a party like a house party and if i knew there was going to be and if i and did i know there's going to be like no. 18 19 20 year old people no. let's leave that out because that sounds kind of creepy well it was weird that's why i'm saying it was weird like that's why i'm saying i let's felt just say, okay but out of place i don't know i feel like there are some days where like I no the answer to your question short answer is no without like a long explanation no it was Monday night like I had work and I woke up fine I got home at like twelve thirty like it wasn't crazy at, like True. obnoxiously late it was just like did these people not work they're eighteen nineteen years old some of them twenty years old no they didn't have real jobs like I do oh okay they're like servers or yeah they work nights so they're well they're just no they're just kids like I when I was eighteen night like I would do that shit too because like you don't have a real job like you start at three so you can afford to fucking party like that right because you can saying. sleep yeah, it off yeah. actually i sound like a dick if you have a job you have a job but like i have an eight to five you get what i'm saying <clears throat> right i'm sorry i'm not trying to be see i'm an old man shouting out clouds like i couldn't i couldn't there were so many times last i all i spent last night was playing beer pong i ran that table like five games nice yeah because i wasn't getting fucked up like i'm like dude you guys are kids like i'm not yeah whatever and like there was like people asking me like oh how old are you and i was like i'm 25 how old are you and they're like oh i'm 19 and i'm like you're my sister's age that's weird yeah. like i would not party with my sister Right. So I just felt out of place. 
And I also didn't know anyone. But it was kind of freeing not knowing anyone because, like, I was just, like, fucking with people. And, like, one time I beat – at one point I beat this girl playing beer pong. And she left the cup in there. So it was dead cup, right? And I made it. And I was like, oh, game over, dead cup. And she's like, okay. And I was like, well, you lost. She's like, great. What do you want me to say? And I'm like, nothing. You lost. Like, I don't know. Get out of here. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's my Skidaddle. table. Yeah. Like, get fucking dead. <laughs> you can't be here no more. But yeah, no, she got all like bitchy with me. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say, man. I beat you fair and square. It's not my fault you don't know the rules of beer pong. Like, that's the trippy thing about like working a server. I've never been a server or worked at a restaurant. But even like when I worked at Big Five. I worked at Big Five from 17. No, I guess it was 18 at the time, but like 18 to 21. And no, you witnessed some horrible things. Yeah, I, I witnessed some weird things, but I, I will say this, like, you know, there was dudes who, like, were fathers and, like, were in their 30s and 40s and had kids and just had lived a lot more life. And are you looking for an elbow rest? Yeah, 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 that didn't work. Okay, well, it's you can right. definitely... Yeah, it's all right. Feel free to rearrange. You could push that those drinks back over there and uh, throw your elbow up on there. But regardless of the fact, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of weird because... I mean, I, I don't know the age demographic of your job, but I, I will say, like... It's I remember, mixed. I remember that job was pretty mixed, right? There was about 9 to 12 of us that were in our early... Or, excuse me, late teens, early 20s. But then there was also, like, a lot of the management at those big big fives that I worked at were all over 30. You know what I mean? So it was kind of interesting, um, especially when we would talk and hang out outside of work. I felt like we had a pretty good store manager that... I want to say pushed it, but he encouraged it because that way we could build a better relationship with each other at the workplace. And I did feel like we had a good work environment. Um, it was weird because it was like, oh, yeah, like he's, he was 31. Another dude was 38, like with four kids. And I was like, dude, how are you making it on a freaking manager at Big Five salary? And he was he was like the, the third assistant manager. And you were 18? Yeah. It's 18. like, so like, what, what do you have in common that you're hanging outside of work? You know? Right. I, the, one thing, the one thing that was cool thing about Big Five is most people were into sports. So, freaking, uh, you know, sport, like every, every, after every Sunday, every Sunday we would always be talking about football. Well, in any case, I was at this party. It was a little strange. I don't know. I just felt weird. Like when we left, I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I would do that again, personally, you know, but it was all right for what it was. That's how my Monday night was. That's how we're starting the show off. Brief intermission there, folks, but we are back. On the March to 100. As we March to 100. So yeah, just wanted to open up the show with something that happened uh, to me Monday night. It was strange. It was different. I guess for the first time in my life, I felt old. You know, yeah. typically when I go out to bars, I feel like I'm amongst my people. But being around a kid who barely, he's not even actually old enough to buy his, the liquor that he's drinking. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, this is, I don't feel cool. Like, I don't feel like Uncle Rico. Like, yeah. all right, all right, all right. All right. That's, I just, that's not Uncle Rico at all. I know. But I'm saying like, I just, it's I'm categorizing, I'm categorizing all creepy super seniors and i'm just mm. like it's not for me dude so yeah i will say though because i didn't plan on talking about this but you mentioned feeling amongst your peers at bars i went to a bar this had to be not last thursday but a couple thursdays ago with a high school friend who invited me out and it was cool because we went to i forgot i already forgot the name but we went to a low-key bar in anaheim kind of close to honda center and i had texted you and alec in the group chat that I felt like I was, it was definitely a divey bar. And typically at a dive bar, you get the older crowd, right? And for sure, like, I think the dive bars that I've been to are still kind of like, I want to say they're hip enough to where like younger people will go. And so you'll get like a good mixture of younger people plus the 40 plus year olds. Um, but this dive bar was like, I mean, we were like the youngest people and the youngest people by like 
20, 25 years for some people because it looked like there was nothing but like 50 and 60 year olds in this bar, which was cool though because they had like, it was by far one of the cheapest, I bought like a beer, I bought a Corona and it was $4. That was like the cheapest beer I bought in a long, long time. And we got to play pool. So that was cool. It wasn't a packed place. So we were able to run that table for pretty much like the two, two and a half hours that we were there. At least that I was there. They were there a little longer, but that was nice. Yeah. Well, speaking of other life events, (laughs) (laughs) we could transition. Um, You had told me this. Was it yes? No, you had told us in the chat yesterday that you got a speeding ticket. Yeah. Yeah. I got got only my second ticket ever in my life. Um. I mean, I guess there's not much to say. The path I take home from work, it's called Pathfinder Road. It's through Diamond Bar, like cuts through, um, like, like it, the Covinas. Kind of, kind of. It's yeah. I, well, I don't know what city it cuts through. I'm basically from La Habra to Diamond Bar, so okay. Go down Fullerton Road and then make a right on Pathfinder. Take that all the way down. Yada yada yada. Get to work. Um, I was going. I they said they clocked me at sixty in a forty five. Um, I don't think I was going 60. I just think it was one of those I was going downhill mm. and, you know, momentum and acceleration. Like even today I was making a conscious effort to like, there was no cops around, but like to break and like try to be in the speed limit. And it was almost impossible without slowing down traffic, like dangerously slowing down traffic. That's tough. So, I mean, I could try and fight it, but if I do fight the ticket and I fail, then I will have to live with the point on my record. I can't expunge the point. So if I just pay the ticket, I can go to traffic school, do eight hours at home, pass a couple easy fucking tests and get the point removed. Right. And my insurance is not adversely affected. Right. Uh, it's, I don't know. It sucks. I don't think the cop clocked me. I, they literally pulled at the stop sign. They saw me and I knew immediately when I got pulled over. And she didn't even give me the courtesy of, do you know why I pulled you over today? I would have said no, but. Well, a guy pulled me over and then a second cop car came. Oh. And she got out of Two the Two cop cars? So they were definitely on the hunt. Like, they were Kinda. seeking... No, they were definitely seeking out... Probably. Trying to get speeding tickets. And it's kind of funny that they stumbled across me, because it's like, dude, I drive a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, like, dude. And it's yeah. not exactly a flashy car. And yes, I was going downhill, but like, I don't think I was driving recklessly. Yeah. And I wasn't passing cars, but you know, it is what it is. Maybe it was my time. I don't know. But got pulled over. That's tough, man. Fucking... She was like, license and registration. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't mad. I was just like, fuck. Like, I knew. I, Did you tell I, them to suck a dick afterwards? No, I just drove tell off. Tell them defund the police? <laughs> no. I fuck the police? I didn't do any of that. I was just like, ah, fuck it. Like, it is what it is. You know, it's unfortunate. Start bumping some NWA as they left? <laughs> I don't think I, I was speeding, personally. And, like, I want to fight it. I really do. But it's just too much work. Like, one of my coworkers, he used, well, to, he used to work in insurance. Yeah. So, he, he was telling me all the shit that I could do. Like... You can go and inquire with the city when the last time that's that street was, um, mm. like, uh, like they regulated. Clocked, yeah, regulated yeah. it. You can get. You can ask when the gun was regulated. Like all that shit. But I'm like, honestly, I don't want to do all that. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to spend four hundred dollars or five hundred, whatever how much the ticket is going to be. But hear me out. I will say that. I know if you fight it in court, this is what I've heard. They might not show up. They and might not show up. And there's always that chance too. So Right. I just, I don't want to run the risk. I mean, I guess I ran the risk the first time. But I don't know. I think the last time I got it scheduled, I got the ticket at the same time this year in July, like two years ago. And the court arraignment date wasn't until like November. So there was a many months passed. Right, and, and I think what, the officer forgot. Mine's in October. Right, that's only three months away. That's not a, a long time. And, like, I feel like the officer might remember. And I don't know. I just, 
how do you say, if I can get this removed, then I'll get it removed. Like, you know, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it's only my second ticket ever in my life. It is odd, though, getting pulled over by the police. You know, it's a it little... is. Oh, dude, it's it's definitely... I mean, I wasn't nervous. I was far more calm than the first time I ever got pulled over. Right. That's for sure. That's but... good. I, I do feel, though, if, I mean, even if you did nothing wrong, and it feel like this is obviously... We're speaking from our own personal experiences, right? So we can't speak on anyone else's personal experiences. But like for me, uh, it, it's I would say it's like a top five. Just makes you uncomfortably nervous, and I don't want to say yeah. fear. Like I don't, I don't think I fear for my life necessarily, but I do get irrationally nervous that anything I say or even like a reaction to something can be blown out proportionately to a bunch of other things, right? Right. And you feel you almost feel like, you know, I don't want to say, no, nah, because I don't want to say hunted. Hunt is not, you know, to be like you're hunted is they're not just, the right they're word. They're observing every action you right. make. And, and it's for their safety. Well, they say it's for their safety. But I think they have safety. a lot of the power too. You know what I mean? Like they pull you over and like I said, like I'm not black, so I can't speak from the black experience. But even if you feel like if you said the wrong thing or you just like kind of made a quick movement like to, to look or grab something, like, Who's, who knows? Like, they might freak out. And it's like, oh, shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, this time when I got pulled, like, so the first time I got pulled over, like, I was shaking. I was scared. I was nervous. Yeah. You know, all that. And also at the time, like, I know this is, I shouldn't admit this, but, like, you know, I was hitting, like, the pen and driving. So, like, you know, I was I was scared. This time, like, I'm, you know, I was completely sober. There's nothing in my car. I mean, right. I, I have a knife in my car. But, like, this was Sunday? This was yesterday. Oh, yes. Monday. Wow. This mm-hmm. is also on the way home from work. Yeah. What oh, a way to shit. start my week off, right? Yeah. Fuck. Um... The officer pulls me over, you know, I, I had, I was listening to the uh, Orioles Phillies games. I, I left oh, that nice. on, rolled down the windows, had the air still on and I left my hands on the wheel and I was just like, Hey officer, how you doing? She's like, can I, um, she's like, can I get your license? And I was like, it's in my center console. Can I grab it? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Gave it to her. And she's like, do you have insurance? And I was like, yeah, it's in my glove box. And I opened that and get it. And she goes, no, you don't need it. Um, you don't need to, what, what's your insurance? And I was like, Adriana. And she's like, okay, sit tight. I'll be back. Nice. And like, I was sitting in the car and I did think a funny thought though. I'm like, wow. How crazy! Like this is just a traffic stop. Like I'm gonna get to go. Like if I was an idiot and I drove off, like I would end up in jail. Yeah. Like I, like it would go from nothing to so much worse. Cause then that's like evading the police and like right. then it's a felony, right? Because this is a misdemeanor. I don't know. This that's you're asking uh, I don't, the wrong okay, person. Okay, yeah, I'm not a lawyer not either. Versed in but law. I think I think <laughs> we're versed in bird law. <laughs> um, I do think. Fuck you. <laughs> I do think. But also love you at the same time. I do believe that if you do evade the cops, it's like a felony or something. I don't know. It's don't ask me. I think it's like a strike on your record, and I think it's more than a strike on your record. I think you go to jail. Like I think if oh, I, I drove know, off, a strike, I would go to a strike jail. Strike on your record is going to jail. I don't think you can get a strike on your. So record it turns out permanent record was a real thing, then, huh? Remember in school they always said your permanent record. Turns out that's just your record yeah. in life. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty much. It's accumulation of things. It almost feels very, I mean, granted, we're not at the point where we're at those like fucking Black Mirror episodes where everyone can access it and see it through like the goggles that they see through. You know what I mean? I you never watch Black Mirror, so you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But that about. sounds terrifying. But I do think to a certain extent, you know, people look at like credit, you know what I mean? And then your criminal record and such Credito, and such. yeah. And I, and I think um, that determines... You know, it, it does open some pathways for you if you do have good credit and a good criminal record, right? Where areas you don't... Well, a non-existent criminal record. You can't have a good criminal record. True, a non-existent criminal record, correct. But I do think those things can hinder you in life. And obviously, you know, someone might be listening and be like, well, it's just easy. Don't be a criminal and build good credit. But mm-hmm. I do well, think there well, are people born into circumstances where... <clears throat> 
both of those can be challenging in their own different ways. Building credits of, challenging for anyone. I, right. I don't. You're not born out the womb with a good credit score. Like that. That's a. You never know though. Like freaking. I'm sure you know. That, rich seventh generation parents are definitely starting credit account credit maybe. card accounts. I mean, who by knows? The time I mean, kid is born. super wealthy people are. I think are in such a different world than us that like we'll never really know. So I very well could be wrong in that statement. Yeah. But like, crime itself. You know, it's it's such a. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to ramble on this just because, you know, we didn't prepare for this. But, like, that's – you're right. It's very circumstantial, very environmentally based. And I I would be kind of curious to see how many people on a daily basis we interact with that do have some sort of nonviolent criminal record. A nonviolent criminal record? What do you mean by that? Like a, a ticket? Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Breaking and entering. Nonviolent. Okay. Just they, Breaking and entering is not nonviolent? No, nonviolent is I think you have to, like, have a weapon or, like – I mean, I wouldn't say it's nonviolent unless when you broke the window, the glass shattered on someone. I, I don't know. That's what I would. I feel like breaking and entering sounds theft, violent. Petty, petty theft. Yeah, theft. I feel like a lot. I, well, I don't think a lot, but I do think that's probably more common than probably. Yeah. But I mean, like, I wonder, like, how many people we interact with on a daily basis that we do not know that have like nonviolent misdemeanors. Yeah. What about like are DUIs misdemeanors or what are DUIs? I do not know, but you should not drink and drive. Oh, of course, and we're definitely a big proponent of that. Today's on this yeah, in, t- in today's day and age, there's no need to drink and drive. No, but I do think if we're going to people with a record, I think if we, at least in my life recently, over the past year and a half or two, you know, just through conversation of people I work with, people I, you know, I've just ran into, right? I I do find that more common. How, how many it, it people do you know that have a DUI? I know two. Oof. Off the top of my head, I know two. I'm going to start thinking in my head. Oh, so I know three. You see me the silence, so. Yeah, go ahead. I got one, two, three, four. Oh, no. Five. Oh, no. Six. Oh, no. Seven. Somehow it gets worse. <laughs> and I think eight. Oh. No, and then him too, nine. Fuck. So nine, nine that I know of. Fuck, dude. That's, I would say like, yeah. That's scary. And, and it, it's tough, you know. I, you know. That's scary. I've shared some of this stuff with you and shared this with the podcast, so there's no shame in it. But like, there's definitely a lot of addiction in my family, both sides. So that's, I think that's what part of what comes with it, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if you remember too. There was like a very like I think right after college even there was like a period where I didn't want to drink and. I was very, like, anti-drinking. Oh, I can't just, blame you. I mean... Yeah. So you, you see some ugly things, and obviously the DUI, I feel like... I don't say it's not... It can be ugly. It's not I believe ugly. people make mistakes. I really do. It's right. just sometimes it's... That's a mistake that's, like... That's just a very selfish mistake. And yeah. I don't think you're forever a piece of shit. I only think you're forever a piece of shit if you kill someone. Because right. then it's like, Ooh. dude, you can't undo that. Like. No. It's one thing to total your car. It's one thing to damage someone's property. It's another thing to even hit someone's car and cause a serious injury. But if you take a life because you were too that's, selfish, yeah. that like that's the ultimate. Like you are a piece of shit. Um, you know, it's not my business to air out, but I'm just gonna say a very prominent member of my family who is a truck driver mm. had a DUI and like very fortunate his life and his career wasn't ended because of that. Yeah. Is he a piece of shit? No. Do people make mistakes? Yes. Um, you know, it, it's just. You got to be wise, and especially in today's day and age, like we are big advocates. And for anyone listening, like, dude, if you're too drunk, either sleep it off in your car or fucking call an Uber. Like there's, there's just no excuse to put yourself in danger. Right. Take someone else's life. Like I promise you 1000%, even without having killed someone, like your drive up the block could change your life. Uh huh. 
100%. And, and then for what? Like, you're, not, you're going to be fine. Like, you'll wake up the next day. You're going to be hungover. But not, not only that, you're going to be hungover and you're going to have to deal with the reality that you took someone's life. Yeah. So don't do it, guys. Don't drink and drive. But, um... I like that. That should yeah. be, like... I don't know if it'll be the title, but definitely no, throwing no. in the show notes. <laughs> don't drink and drive, well, yeah, folks. Yeah, Front don't. row seat sponsored. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Good thing I like to drive and drink. But <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Be here all week. Not that funny. All right, I'm sorry. But yeah, anyways, back to the conversation I had. I do wonder how many people we pass with nonviolent misdemeanors or whatever. The law is weird, though, so who knows? I will say this because in this summer, uh, I don't have work at the school district anymore, right? Until school session starts again. So I did get to work with a former, well, I don't want to say former, he's, a, I would say a family friend, right? Because I played football with his younger brother. And the older brother has a moving company with another guy. And I used to work in the summers with this company uh, when I first, when I was in Sacramento State and I would come home for the summers. That was like my source of income, right? I would do, you know, jobs. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned this to me. Yeah. You and ended would, up in like St. Louis a few times, right? Exactly. That's how I ended up taking that Kansas City to St. Louis uh, trip. I remember that. that. Oh, that's how long I've known you. Holy yeah. shit. I remember. I, yeah. Of course. So, you know, <laughs> I've been doing it on and off <laughs> since crazy. 2016. I kind of dropped the ball myself by not applying to like a, a summer job that is more consistent. So it is what it is. But the for I want to say a couple of days or almost like a week now, I've been working with them. And it's interesting because when they first started this moving company, granted, like the I think the people you get for those hard blue collar type jobs are always very. It's very hit or miss. And I think you got a lot of misses because they're typically jobs that people who have whether it's an education or just an unwillingness to do heavy labor stuff physical labor um they don't want to do it and so that's one thing i've noticed these past couple of shifts that i've worked with them is that the people that they get usually have records they usually have like some shitty stuff like i worked with a dude who had a dui i think he was the ninth guy i put in my list but uh he was also talking about how like he has like three kids he, he's he's 30 right so a year older than i am He's 30. He has three kids, four kids, or a fourth kid on the way. Of the four kids, uh, there's three different moms involved. So it's like, oh shit, like, what you doing, dog? And like, the craziest thing I saw, right, the other week is like, he was drinking on the job, dog. Like, oh, I so you're still working at this job, moving stuff? I, I haven't, I mean, I'm not working anymore since football started back up. But when we had a break for football, I was working the days that I had free. Mm-hmm. But, anyways. We were moving this guy. We were moving one guy from one house to another, and he had a fridge full of water and said, "Hey, you guys are more than welcome to anything in the fridge." Obviously, I see a bunch of waters and Gatorades, and the rest. It was a team of four. You know, three of us were like, "Oh yeah, cool, water, Gatorade." There was some Michelob Ultras, and Ayo. this motherfucker is like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna." He didn't just throw back one or two. You know what I mean? Like as we were working, he threw back five over the course of the full day, and I thought that was kind of interesting, and. um a little problematic, but again, kind of like one of those like sketchy characters. And I guess a lot of the, we were talking about how many people we know with records and stuff. I feel like a lot of the people I would put in my life have been from that kind of job. <laughs> so Why are you still working that? Uh, again, well, why, I wasn't. Why not just go work at the YMCA? Okay, okay, but this is me because I forgot to apply for a job like So that the was YMCA. this summer? Yeah, this was the summer. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were doing that this summer. It was, it was literally like five days, so can't complain. Fuck all that noise. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. I got tired of it. For sure. There was one day I had to work in 100 degree heat. Fuck that. Yeah, I would have called out. Yeah. Uh, but we, <laughs> we, thought we, were gonna get, we, we thought we were going to get a big tip. So 
guy didn't end up tipping, so kind of fucked us. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. It's fucked. Low key. Anyways, enough of that bullshit. Can I tell you what else is fucked? Apparently, a transfer story. You gotta tell. You gotta ask me. Set me up, man. Okay. So, <laughs> it's a very interesting episode. Been all yeah. over the place today, but I like it. At typical, least we're not talking about eating ass. Typical. <laughs> typical front row seat. <laughs> typical front row seat podcast. Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who are unaware, I'm sure you guys are well aware, but just in case we got a new listener or listeners. Um, Noah is a football coach, an assistant football coach, a defensive assistant coach. Yeah, linebacker. You're a linebacker coach for Western High School, which is located off of Western Avenue in Anaheim. Anaheim, La Palma. Uh, Closer to Buena Park, but yeah. Buena Park, yeah. It's just, you guys are the gauchos? (laughs) Pioneers. You would know that if you went to a game. Oh, please. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, regardless, Noah is a football coach. And he is immersed in the, the world of NIL and these kids wanting to be the next big thing and just egos bigger than their heads and, mm-hmm. you know, just dealing with high schoolers. Like, I, I don't know how you do it, truthfully. But in our show notes today, I wanted to talk a little bit about your coaching, which we always love to hear just because I think it's interesting. Yeah. And apparently you've you found yourself embroiled in a very interesting transfer debacle which i'm this has got to be an ugly transfer story because i got to think you know you're small time potatoes so like that means that was personal like that means someone's dad banged their mom oh like, no nah, not like the that team mom <laughs> got ran on shout out to northwestern like, <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> wasn't ready for all that <laughs> no, um, but i just i am i'm curious because i feel like this is going to be juicy it's going to be juicier than like the kid wasn't getting playing time at modern day and you went to Bosco, you know? No, well, so look, it's there's not a lot of juice to it. And right now, there's nothing even confirmed. It's still a lot of rumors, but what's crazy is, okay, so we're at Western, uh, Western High School. Shout out to the Pioneers. We have a good thing going on. We got this kid who is a receiver, and he ended up transferring from Bosco to us this past summer. Oh, wow. So he transferred to you yeah. guys. And I guess maybe... Now that we look at his history, he's been out of school, a different school every four years of his high school career. Every four years? Or excuse me, every year. I was going to say, Noah, what? Okay, every year he's been at a different high school. I don't know where he started his freshman year, but he was at Bosco his sophomore year. Didn't get a lot of playing time. And so he transferred to us. And so he ends up transferring to us. um, Easily became our second best receiver. Our best was a senior. He went to Idaho. So this upcoming season, he was our focal point. Uh, even last year, though, he was the fastest kid on our team. Runs like a legit 4-4. Like almost, he can almost break a 4-4, and I guarantee you when he goes to college, he'll probably have good speed training and get there. Um, he also had off, you know, during the offseason, he was practicing with us, doing the whole shebang, got an offer from San Jose State, and I believe – San Diego State, if I could be wrong. Now, both of those are to play defense. He plays both receiver and corner because we're still a smaller school. We'll have to have guys go both ways. But arguably, our maybe not our best player, but our top two player and our fastest player. So plays an important role. So we had this break, right? I just told you we had a three-week break because that's what CIF rules um, require us. But he came to every practice in the spring, came to every practice in that first summer session. And then we get back from the break. We started last Thursday. He comes Thursday, he comes Friday. We have a tournament at Huntington Beach High School on Saturday. 
has a stat like one of the Orange County Register guys, Dan Albano, comes. He he's you know he's a we call it he's like a reporter for the tournament. We make it to the championship game. He's getting all kinds of publicity and love on Twitter because Dan Albano, the OC Register guy, is you know posting videos and highlights about him. And nonetheless, <laughs> we have practice Monday. Doesn't show up. Kind of weird too because he didn't respond to any of the coaches who tried reaching out to him. And then today, literally the Tuesday we're recording, uh, the coach asked me to run the morning weight room session. Usually I don't, but our strength and conditioning coach is out of town with his daughters. Anyways, the mood is very, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I You could use somber, but like, I don't even say, it's a very discouraging mood. So the team is aware of what's happening. Yeah, because, well, the team is, excuse me, the, the players are the ones who find out. And I think that's what sucks because... And I think a different age, a different era, the coach is probably one of the first to know, right? Because coaches probably talk to other coaches. But in this age of social media, and this is how we found this out, but basically I get there as soon as a lot of kids arrive. And again, they're all very discouraged in a very sad mood. And it's because Monday evening there was a TikTok posted of our player, also with the Long Beach Poly player, and they're both in Long Beach Poly practice gear and the caption said they're doing a silly, stupid dance. It's not even silly. It's a fucking stupid dance on TikTok. And uh, the caption is me and bro bro after practice. Now, this video spread like wildfire. Our quarterback was the first one who sh- saw it, showed it to every other person on the team and eventually spread because uh, he was a receiver and corner. Our receivers and corners coach um, knew about it. And then I knew about it. I was the second coach to know about it. <coughs> Our head coach eventually knew about it. Uh, we, we both relayed the message to our head coach. But, again, there's not a whole lot of information outside of that, just other than today was the first day that we kind of all – again, he never posted anything. If you look at his bio, too, and both his Instagram and Twitter profile, it still says Western Receiver, class of 24. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting, but that really – it was interesting – and the reason I wanted to talk about it, because it was crazy to see how discouraged and just the total team atmosphere. And I felt like, look, one player does not make a team at all. Even in the Cam Newton-Auburn case, yeah, sure, Cam Newton took that team to a national championship. And if he, if he wasn't on that team, they just had another dude. Sure, you can go, you can find me a bunch of examples. But I think our team is pretty well-rounded. Uh, I do think he takes us from being... I think without him, we'll be a really good team. And with him, we'll be, we would have been a great team. And I think I've mentioned to you, and I was really excited, but we were playing Los Alamitos, you know, nationally ranked public school team. Obviously, they're not really public in the way they act because they get a bunch of recruits and whatever. But nonetheless, we were playing Los Alamitos week zero. And I think a lot of people are going to overlook us because we're a smaller public school. We were in the Division Seven playoffs last year. But I think... Had he been on the team and everyone stayed healthy, I think we would have kept things relatively closer than what people would have expected. Not saying we would have won. Um, not saying it would have been a one-score game. But I think we could have kept it within 14 to 20 points, right? That's just me. And um, now it feels like, okay, maybe that's a little bit out the window. But I think we still can run through the rest of our schedule. We can still beat the other teams, the other nine teams on our schedule. We could still go to playoffs. And it was crazy to see how – I'm obviously they're teenagers, right? So 
they don't have a good grasp on their emotions or maybe not necessarily how to express themselves and kind of bounce back from a hard time like this or finding out hard news. But man, it, it was really just, I was bummed out for the kid because I saw how bummed out they were. It's almost like watching, you know, a kid get put on timeout kind of deal. If, if you ever can relate to something like that or something a little bit more common if you have younger family members or siblings. But uh, part of me is so angry because how did this kid, you know, our coach, our head coach goes really hard, right? Like he goes hard for these kids. He does a great job of the senior class that we had last year. I want to say we had 11 seniors. Seven of them had opportunities to play college. Um, and I feel like out of public schools, like in the past, since he's taken, he's been there since 2015, I want to say. He's put out a lot of kids to college, um, not just for football, but uh, including football scholarships and opportunities to play at the next level, whether it's D3, D2, or D1AA. He's put a good amount of kids out to where uh, is one of the top public schools in Orange County as far as getting kids out to the next level. And so the fact that you know, he played with us last season, did the whole entire off-season program, even came to the first three things that we had heading into season for him to kind of just walk away and go to another school, Long Beach Poly, right? Again, a big-time program. I'm not going to say, like, we match up with Poly. I think this year they're not projected to do super well, but I think they'll probably be in a higher division than us. Sure, I get it. And they probably... You mentioned it's funny you mentioned NIL. I didn't even think of something like that, but I'm sure they're throwing money under the table at him. I'm sure Long Beach probably has nicer facilities or well, nicer resources to things, accessibility <clears throat> to things. Um, but it's fucking tough, man. It was really, I was bummed. The kids were bummed. I know it's, you know, always forward, never back, kind of survive and advance mentality. But today was definitely a very sombering day, a very sobering day for sure. But how do you guys even know that, I mean, school, are you guys even in the same district, the school no. district? Okay, so there are regulations. He has to be a student to be a student athlete at Long Beach Poly. Right, well, this so is, is, he, is he, I mean, okay, you saw a social media post, but is any of this like, like what's official? Like, I mean, no, that's, I mean, well, doesn't, doesn't the school year start in like three weeks? Yeah, the school does start. I would even say it starts in probably two and a half because it starts okay. in the second week of August. Look, again, that's why I'm saying nothing's official. Nothing's official set in stone. Again, he hasn't changed his bios. But things don't look good. The fact that he hasn't reached, contacted. Again, he didn't show up Monday. And, like, coaches were trying to contact him Monday because we're a harshly run program. Like, if you miss practice, no call, no show, like, you're getting run. You know what I mean? And so the fact that he didn't respond to anyone Monday, Monday night that video gets posted. And Tuesday, no again, no show, no call. You know, I'm sure now players are texting and reaching out to him. The fact that. What about the parents? Have you that, guys that, tried to contact the parents? So that's what a friend, I was telling my best friend Amy about this too. It's like, that's the thing that's different about football these days. And I would even just say working with teenagers. Because there's a lot of parents who aren't involved. Uh, I don't think his parents were super involved. I don't know if our coach, I, I can't speak for, I know I don't have the parents' contact information, but I don't think our other coaches have their parents' contact. Maybe an email or something like that too, but. The school has to, dude. Yeah, okay, yes, you're right. The school does, but like. Is it something as simple as where our head coach can call the cell phone of the parents? Probably not, right? I, I would wager that they could. Okay. And on top of that, I mean, again, there's registration processes that a right. kid has and to do. And on top of that, there are regulations within CIF. Right. Like, I think you guys are getting fucked, and I think you guys need to look into it. I mean, maybe maybe we he doesn't. Fucked. Maybe he doesn't play this season, but at the very least. He's a senior. Why would he transfer somewhere where he couldn't play? 
My thing is, yeah, he probably is going to sit the five games. Something tells me he doesn't know the CIF bylaws. I know. Hold on. Let me just let me finish this point, right? Because uh, again, nothing's official, but because he's transferring in the summer, like he, it's kind of like open registration. I'm sure a lot of schools, what they do now is get a bullshit address, and you know, they'll say that he lives there, but it's technically some like an alumni, and he gets the mail for them, that kind of deal, and it's just. It's bullshit, right? It's a bunch of bullshit. Okay. It's a bunch of lies. But that doesn't mean because he's transferring this late, you do have to sit out at least, I think, five, the first five games. Really? CIF, CIF right? has transfer rules like that? Yes, they do. So that's more than half the season. It is half the season. Football is 10 games. Wow. Yeah, so it's exactly half. You know, probably probably makes the playoffs, so he might get a sixth, a seventh game in, you know? But it's... uh, What's Paulie in the 705 league? No, I, I wouldn't know what league they're in. Hmm. I know they're in L.A. Uh, they're in a league with L.A. teams. I don't know if they're still in with like Long Beach schools, but you know, I, I'm at loss for words because I think it was. I was telling my friend, right? It, it feels like a bad breakup. It almost feels like you got cheated on. You found out via social media, kind of deal. You know what I mean? And the fact that, again, my big point of emphasis is like. The kid, and again, I don't want to be that guy like, oh, the kids nowadays are soft, they're blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. We hear it all the time from people older than us or people our age even. But I do think that's fucking cowardly, dog. Like, I do think that's fucking bullshit. I think it's fucking cowardly. I think you're, I don't want to say less of a man because technically he isn't a man, but like, that's just a very unwise and selfish thing to do especially when you're a part of a, a team atmosphere. I think of all the teams that I've been a part of and that whether I, as a player or as a coach, that has to be one of like the more shadier things that I've experienced as part of a team and regardless of what role I've been on. And um, man, it's just, it's just stupid. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm madly, I'm weirdly, that's no, not mad. I'm just weirdly upset by it. Well, I think, just pass me that shirt. Sorry. No, you're fine. I didn't realize it was still on there. You're fine. I just think uh, I'm not entirely sure how much. See, if I'm a college recruiter, right, and I'm looking at this and I see all this and I, you know, you start probing and I go to you guys and I start asking questions about this kid and then I come back and I see him and you only have five games, let's say seven games, and make the playoffs, make a round, round, you know, make it to the second round start probing like what kind of character reflection is that for you and being in being a part of my program that i'm trying to recruit you for yeah i think it was a very short-sighted view for this kid big time if it, if it definitely did if it's going to go down the way that you're saying it's going to go down and i think you have a right to be upset you guys have invested time time right. that you can't get back and on top of that i mean i'm sure you were coaching all the cornerbacks and all the wide receivers but it's like that was your main focal point for the offense now that that's gone right you kind of have to redraw up assignments and figure things out your your anger or like you being as upset as you are rightfully so and we can only speculate on whether or not there was shady business going down but a kid doesn't just randomly without reason or cause flip to another school two and a half weeks three weeks out before the school year starts and he's making he knows what's at stake meaning he knows he's gonna have to sit off five games so he's getting something out of this whether it's money or whether there's a guaranteed inside track to a, a junior college. I'm not entirely sure. It's a little bit perplexing. I would be upset, but I think you definitely, you, I think your biggest goal as a coaching staff would be to make the kids understand like, dude, 
this guy didn't define the team. You know, if you guys are allowing this one guy to be the pulse of this team, like then we have a bigger issue at it. Like then, of course. then then it's reflective and indicative of a larger issue within this team that you guys better address before the season starts or you're, oh, it's going to be a long season for you guys. Yeah. And that's something that we had to constantly reiterate. Multiple coaches kind of brought that up. Like I said, teenagers are, are bound. Like I, I knew that they were going to react this way once I found out that news, but it's just kind of being that encouraging person that coach and encouraging in different ways. Uh, and obviously, you know, think, I, I think I kind of related it to when I was telling people is like, sometimes in life you're going to lose people, right? Whether it's actually losing because of death or you're just sometimes at a job and, your favorite coworker, your favorite boss, no longer there, um, and sometimes when people leave, they leave a little sour, more a, a taste more sour in your mouth than others, right? Not everyone leaving is going to be the same, or every loss is going to be the same. Um, but like I told everyone, we still have a very talented team. I think we're still very capable of winning nine games this year, and um, we still have a very good chance of going to the playoffs and potentially running the table in whatever division we're getting put in, and you know, freaking winning a CIF championship. I still fully believe that. And I think a lot of our coaches do too. Hopefully it's just a day that kind of, or a thing that lingers for today and maybe a little bit tomorrow, but hopefully, you know, by Thursday, we could just put that in the rear view and fucking move on in advance. Do you guys at any point in the season play Long Beach Poly? Cause that'd be a great revenge game. <laughs> no, I would love to though. I feel like uh, that, that would be like a freaking movie type shit. Honestly, like if we were it'd be a good revenge game. Yeah. Have it'd, you it'd be crazy. given just out of curiosity? Cause I mean, sounds a little bit high profile like have you given any idea to maybe anonymously tipping off like this dude at the oc register like that this has happened and like letting an investigator not an investigator but a journalist kind of like dig into this and like you know get some questions asking and like i'm not saying ruin this kid's career but like, no i, I don't dude, i don't honestly, i don't know if that's petty either i don't know if that's unprofessional dude, or I, I know okay hold on pardon me uh let me put my thoughts together because I'm going to workshop this. Sure. I do think even if I or another coach or some like a parent at Western said something to uh, OC register guy, right? Someone who covers OC varsity. The thing is now I know you're not super tapped into like this high school level sports stuff, but it's, it's honestly pretty ugly dog. And like we're playing Los Alamitos, right? This opening week uh, zero this year. Again, this is, this is not, I'm not. What I'm saying right now is all things that have been in the newspaper or had been in different publications online, whether it's OC Register, OC Sports Zone, all kinds of different stuff, right? But Los Alamitos lost their senior, right? Uh, Malachi Nelson, their quarterback. USC. And then, yeah, USC and Makai Williams. They're going to USC, right? Those are two seniors. Now, granted, they had a lot of good dudes already. Um, but as far as like, you know, in January when we found out that we were scheduling them week zero, I think they only had a, a you know a couple dudes that were ranked in the top like hundred of the state like uh, they had <clears throat> excuse me they had a, like an offensive lineman and I want to say a linebacker nobody else right but since January they've recruited not only kids from Orange County right they got like four kids from Orange High School they got a couple kid they got a kid from Sierra Canyon the school school that LeBron's son went to the first one the oldest one Bronny um, they got a school for uh, excuse me they got a quarterback from that school uh they got a few other receivers from california but dog they got fucking four players from texas like and this is this was like like one was a four-star tight end slash defensive end in texas and now what a lot of us project or predicting is that because lincoln riley riley was going to oklahoma he was probably recruiting a lot of these kids in that area and now you know he's in usc 
a lot of those kids still want to go where Lincoln Riley is. They don't want to go to fucking Oklahoma. They want to go to where Lincoln Riley is. And they're making that move in high school. And for whatever reason, I don't know what Los Alamitos has set up for them, but kids are moving from other parts of the country to play football at Los Alamitos that have made that. Like now they have, if you were to look at how many players they have in the top 100, they'd probably have like at least nine or 10 now. And it's kind of ridiculous from the time that we first announced that we were playing them in January. Um, so that's something that's frustrating. But I, again, even if I tipped off or somebody tipped off the OC register guy, it's like, hey, you know, I, I don't think like, you know, these OC vers- these OC writers have reported about these transfers from Texas. And I don't think, I don't know if some high schools know the way around things and know the different rules or have the bullshit addresses or whatever they're doing. But, you know, CIF is not going to slap them on the wrist like they're, they're playing and because these high schools are so big. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean... Because Los Alamitos is a public high school. Like, it's not... They shouldn't be recruiting like Modern Day or St. John Bosco or no, Corona Centennial can. You mean? Those are private institutions. I, I 100% agree with you. Right. So, you know, the landscape of football has changed drastically. And the fact that it is so easily reported, I get why you thought of saying that. But I, I don't think if anyone tipped off anything, it would destroy this guy's senior season. So, is what I'm getting... What I'm taking from this is the CIF committee or whatever it may be. It's a lot like the NCAA. Like there's really no. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so to a certain extent. Right. I mean, I don't know. All we could do is speculate. Right. But maybe they do look the other way for a certain price or for a certain school because, you know, they can televise a lot of Los Alamitos games are willing to kind of just let things buy because it's making them money as an organization kind of deal. And, and they're getting ticket sales when they do playoff games and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, I don't know. There's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of shady shit going on if I knew every single detail about all of it. But unfortunately I don't, I'm just reporting what I know. I, I am. I'm very surprised. I didn't realize CIF, well, at least small time football, such as yourself, smaller division seven football, is such rife with yeah controversy. And, and you know, yeah i will say like okay when you say division seven it sounds like oh like that's not a very prominent division well there's like it's weird right there's 14 so it's kind of interesting because i feel like like division seven football like you go to division i was at a school before right and you came to a couple of those games during that covid year right but like the playoffs that we made was division 12 right i feel like anything after division eight like Division 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, it's just kind of like, hey, like it's not very good high school football. Like yeah, It's like, local high school football. Right, you're getting a lot of wing T schools, a lot of running, like nothing wrong with that, but it's just there's not a lot of, a lot of advanced level concepts. But Division 8 and up, because Orange County and, well, the Southern section in general has a lot of teams from Orange County, Inland Empire, and L.A. County. I mean, there's so many kids, there's so many resources, there's so many individual coaches that are teaching quarterbacks these things from a young age. Like, you're, you're going to get high-level football from Division 8 and up. So, I don't know. I do feel like, yeah, Western is never going to be the size of modern day or Bosco or Los Alamitos. But we're pretty good, especially for, like, I guess if you could say, like, the other schools, right? Like, outside of those top 10 schools that everyone can name off the top of their head. I think we're doing pretty great, and we have a good program going, and we're constantly building up. But it's just, it's tough, man. I was uh, very disappointed. Very disappointed in finding out that news today, and it's gonna. I, I don't want to say linger because I, I, I 
I'm an adult and I feel like I could process my emotions. I was upset by it today and I could throw it away. But it's it's something that I'm going to talk about like, you know, when we talk about, let's say, a bad breakup or a really fun party or just, you know, it's going to be, I guess you could say it's a core memory, right? Like finding out this news that a dude who would have helped us take us to a nev- another level during the season, not our whole team, but just would have taken us a little bit of more of a level and a special player, a player I would have loved to root for in college, turned his back on us on a very weird time at a very strange, just disrespectful time, was very selfish, very cowardly. And I don't think every player and every young teenager of this generation is awful, but that kind of leaves like a really nasty like memory in your in your in your brain, you know? Well, it's the first time that you're kind of dealing with this in your coaching career, so Yeah. Hopefully you don't have too many of these or more often. Right. Or at least that's heartbreaking. Because I was going to bring up, too, like, because we're a school that's on the up and up, right? Like, there were kids who wanted to transfer to our schools, right? And it was funny because it's funny how there's a kid who left to Long Beach Poly. In the spring, there was a kid who wanted to transfer from Long Beach Poly. Uh, Again, a different receiver, had a different skill set. He was able to enroll at school at Western um, because his parents did move over to Anaheim and that part. And anyways... Um, for like the last two months of that semester, in the spring semester, he was practicing with us, he was at school, yada, yada, yada. But he also wasn't a fan of the hard work that we were doing. You know, it's a different type of work that we're doing. We, we have a very college level atmosphere and long practices, a lot of running, and he just wasn't for it. So he stopped showing up. And it was funny because we were talking about how that affects your recruiting at the collegiate level. You know, I don't know. I'm sure Long Beach Poly, a school like that, has connections, right? But it was funny because, you know, the kid from Long Beach Poly, the original, I'll just say his last name, right? His last name is Clinton. But Clinton was at our program uh, and was doing some spring and off-season stuff. And then by before summer even started, before the school year ended, he had quit. He had stopped showing up. No call, no showing anything. And he was still playing in his travel ball. I don't know if you pay attention to like seven on seven stuff, but there's a lot of like private I'm a, teams. I'm aware of it. I don't pay attention to right. it. Right. I guess being aware of it, right? But there's a lot of like travel teams. Just like any sport. There's travel volleyball, softball. Club. Club. He's part of he was on like a few different club seven on seven teams. Well one of those went to uh, one of those teams went to Utah. They went to play in a tournament in Utah, like the first or second week of summer. And um uh, I think it was either Southern Utah or Utah State, like a smaller school in Utah, saw him, thought he made some great plays and offered him a scholarship there, right? And he was able to post it on his like Instagram. It was kind of funny, right? But then he gave a call to our head coach because still he was enrolled at Western currently at the time and uh, to everyone, like a college coach, it looked like he was going to play at Western this upcoming season. Our head coach broke the news to him that like, hey, like he quit, like he quit on our team, like. He stopped showing up. He's not down for the work. Bad grades, et cetera, et cetera. And so, guess what? They pulled the scholarship, like, really fast. And I just think, you know, again, Long Beach probably is not going to be short of college connections, but let's just say they do some digging, right? And that, like, you know, they, they, don't, they don't just want – a college doesn't just want to talk to the Long Beach Poly coaches. They say, hey, oh, he played at Western his junior year. Like, let's, you know, let's talk uh, up to the Western head coach and see what he thinks of this guy. And I don't know. I feel like – if they do, it's going to drastically change what a college thinks of him. And again, I'm not, <clears throat> it sounds very spiteful to say like, oh, I don't wish him success at the next level or I don't wish him to get 
to play at the furthest level as he can, but I do think karma's a bitch, and he has, he's going to have some karma coming back towards him. That's for sure. Let's hope in some weird way, <laughs> some wacky scheduling issue, Long Beach probably has to, like, That'd be crazy. Pick dude. up a game and like you guys are like, oh, we'll pick it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll sacrifice two of our games for one of you. Like, I, I think that would I, be cool. I know there's because we were in Division Seven last year, and every I've only been this is my second year with the team, so I haven't been here that long. But every year since this head coach has been here, they've moved up. Right when he first took over their D12, and he made the jump to D10, nine, eight, seven. So the prediction is that we're going to be in six or five this year. Because uh, that's just the projection, right? Especially to even if we lose to Losal by a lot, because we're playing a school like Losal, they're doing like a weird computer system rankings. I can't even explain it because I don't thoroughly know, thoroughly know what happens. But they go off strength of schedule, and because we played a school like Los Alamitos, that's gonna put us a lot higher in a division playoff bracket. Are you going to Los Alamitos? We're playing at or excuse me at our home. We're hosting Los Alamitos. Oh wow! Yeah. So you guys play games on Western, right? Yeah. Western High School? Yeah, because that's where the big stadium is, Handel Stadium. Huh. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. Um, it should be fun, you know. If when, you can't make your, it to the when, game. When's your opener? Uh, I want to say August 19th. Yeah. She. She. Yeah, because 26 is the next that's Friday. That's just before fucking college football, so I might yeah. just have to go down there. Yeah, and if you don't, guess what? I think on I TV? Said, I, yeah, it's going to be on TV. you send me a TV. link? It's I, on I think streaming it's, or... I don't know if it's going to be on a TV channel per se, like on your local, like, you know, whatever people have, direct TV or Dish out here, but I know it'll if you probably can give me be streamed a, on, like, online. Listen, if you can give me a solid link, <laughs> and if I don't go, me and my uncle will post up, and I'll have a 12-er, uh, <laughs> and I, hopefully I'll watch your boys win, dude. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be yeah. kind of cool. You always got a fan in me. Maybe I'm not always there, but, like, I always want to hear about your team doing well and stuff, awesome, so it's kind of cool. I hope you get to check out more of our games. Yeah. I, I know you went during COVID. There wasn't a whole lot during going on that time, but hopefully. I'm sure it'll be a much different environment. Yeah, it'll be a much different environment. And, and this, you know, I'm really excited. I'm really happy to be with this program. We have a fucking, you went to go watch his baseball. It's like the complete opposite of what our baseball program uh, is. Oh, yeah. Me and Lauren <laughs> sat through that. We loved you, but we sat, we sat through a shellacking there from yeah, fucking Garfield. it was at Angel Stadium. Like, yeah, that was kind of cool. We can always yeah, say that, that, that we that got was shellacked cool. at Angel Stadium. Well, this sounds like a the right time to probably pivot to towards baseball a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> At least just very briefly to talk about the Dodgers. You know, they just came off of a road trip. The All-Star break. Sheesh. Yeah, the All-Star break was two weeks ago? No? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago. And the now. Dodgers came off of that. Dude, they're fucking hotter than hot. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that. But the Dodgers came out of that All-Star break, and they had three against the Mets. They took two out of three there in New York. It was a road trip. And then from there, they went to Baltimore, which is a very good team, young and up and coming. In fact, Baltimore is actually leading the AL East right now, so that's actually extraordinary. Cannot believe that's happened. Tampa Bay has relinquished their lead. Yeah, especially after a crazy. What were they? Nineteen and zero or something like that. Seventeen and zero or like sixteen and zero. So yeah, it was or like fourteen. High teens. I think that was like fourteen. No, that was more than fourteen, dog. They were close to twenty. They were within shouting distance of twenty. They didn't exactly hit twenty yet. True. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they weren't at nineteen, but you, you, like you said, shouting distance. They had. They had an extraordinary start. And they basically boat raced the entire American League and all of baseball for the best record for a while, right. for a good while. I think the Braves have finally caught them, and the the, the Dodgers probably have the third, maybe fourth best record I think in baseball. Because the Orioles are second still currently. It the Orioles overall are, record? Yeah, because I think we're talking about the Dodgers being hot. Like, I oh. think the only team hotter than the Dodgers right now has to be the Orioles. Basically, the Dodgers had a nasty road trip coming off the All Star break. They took two out of three in New York in Queens against the Mets. Then they went to Baltimore, took two out of three there. And then they went to Arlington against the first place Texas Rangers in American League West, and they took two out of three there. 
So the Dodgers are a perplexing team in the sense that they score a lot of runs and sometimes pitching looks great. And then we have a game like tonight, who they're playing the Toronto Blue Jays yeah, for a homestand. Yeah, first home and they no second game in the series because they lost, they lost last night and they're oh. losing again three two tonight top of the seventh. And it's just perple- like the Blue Jays aren't a dog shit team. No, they're they're, they're a competitive right team. Too. They're a competitive team. They're, yeah. they're they're not. They're gonna probably make the playoffs this year. The, more than likely, yes. They're better than the Yankees. Let's put it that way. And it's just odd how sometimes the Dodgers are struggling. And then there was weird news today that the Dodgers made a trade. We gave up two minor league prospects or players for Kike Hernandez. I mean, cool that he's coming back. He was a really likable dude. He was a heart and soul of that 2017 team in 2018. But, like, we don't fucking need another bat. Or at least I don't. I think the most pressing matter is Dodgers' depth issues in pitching starting pitching in particular. Right. I would have loved to have been the headline read Dodgers nab Lucas Giolito yeah. or Dodgers get fucking Dylan Cease yeah. or they get Lance Lynn or Marcus Stroman. Just somebody that's having a good resurgent year. I, I would say Lance Lynn is probably more of like a D-backs target because they're not Maybe. Be I mean, who knows? spend as much kind of deal. Did you have something? No, go ahead. Oh, so yeah, I mean that's kind of where the Dodgers are at right now. If they, I'm going to the Dodger game on this Saturday. They're playing the Cincinnati Reds, another scrappy team. That if the Dodgers aren't careful, they're gonna fuck around and potentially lose that series too. I mean, the game's still on right now. It's top of the seventh, three two. Anything can happen. Dodgers can walk it off. So I'm not like I'm not doom is gloom. It just sometimes the Dodgers are perplexing because it's like, how do you have a nasty road stretch like that and you win six out of nine, and then you come home and you drop the first home opener against the Blue Jays in a risk to lose the series against the Blue Jays. And then you're going to have another scrappy team that's ready to fight. And they're in the hunt to stay within pacing of the National League Central. But all that being said, Lorna and I were going and we're going to get the Oral Hershiser bobblehead. I think he's being inducted into the Dodger ring of fame or honor or something. Surprising that hasn't already happened, but yeah, exactly. He's getting a bobblehead. It's going to be cool. For how many years too? It feels like the last, like at least like almost half a decade, maybe even longer. I don't know how long he's been in the booth, but dude, Oral Hershiser, like, you know, it's funny. I ordered the wrong size for Sandy Koufax for my Jersey. Throwback Jersey. I remember you telling me that. Um, I really kind of want to get Pee Wee Reese just because his name is Pee Wee Reese and his nickname is the Little Colonel. And I just, you know, who the fuck is wearing a Pee Wee Reese jersey? Yeah. But a bigger part of me wants to get an Oral Hershiser jersey because Hershiser was the man. I mean, his nickname was Bulldog. And he, I think he had that, was the record of the 55 and a third scoreless innings or 56 scoreless innings. Like, dude, he was just, he was integral to that 1988 World Series winning team. So... A little shocker that whatever the Dodgers are doing, a shocker that has taken him this long, but whatever, he's there. We're going to get a cool bobblehead off of it. Um, this time I will not trade the bobblehead. I told you I traded the Manny Moto one. Yeah. I've started taking my bobbleheads to my office in the cubicle. Oh, that's what we got to talk about. Oh, yes, yes. But, um, you sent a picture to the group chat. And I did, one, yeah. yeah. It looks a, not, a lot nicer than the first picture that you sent us. Yeah, that was kind of sad. It was just my little Star Wars Funko Pops. But now I've got some class and character on my office. I'm going to get this bobblehead and then... I'm going to buy the Max Muncy bobblehead tonight from Ooh. my buddy for like 20 bucks. He, okay. he got an extra one. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll take 20 bucks. Nick Konecki needs to get back to me because I offered that. I, I made the an U offer Darvish on the Darvish. Strikeout? Yeah, nice. I, I, I made an offer on that one. He told me I had to wait to the end of the day. Let's see. I made an offer of $25 mm. for that one. But I, I, might, I just might undercut you and go for 30 
I mean, <laughs> maybe I lost it. So maybe, who True. knows? I don't know. I got to follow up on that. I think if you would have seen him this past weekend, he would have been like, oh yeah, I'll give it to Jacob for free. Probably, more than likely. So if this is my punishment, then <laughs> so kidding. be it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I won't be so mad that I don't get you Darvish bobblehead, but it's kind of cool that I'm kind of collecting these bobbleheads now and like... Yeah, bobbleheads are fun. Dude, I, they're unique and they're quirky. It's, it's funny because I didn't really care for bobbleheads when I was younger, but I noticed my dad had a couple... And, you know, you, you look, you're training around and you see that I have one, two, three, four, five, six bobbleheads out. And I have the seventh one underneath my bed in one of the storage bins. Why? Is a, that the secret one? No, it's not a secret one. It's just a Vladimir Guerrero. I, oh. I, I didn't expect to put him out. Even that's not Oh, you have a Vladdy Guerrero Jr.? Yeah, when he made the Hall of Fame. For, oh, senior. Yes. Okay. Senior. Yeah. That's when he cool. made the Hall of Fame for the Angels, <coughs> they did a bobblehead that uh, giveaway. Like the, How many years ago was that? It was twenty. It was have to be after Sac State. I want to say 2018. Maybe really? even 17, like right after huh. I graduated. Yeah, bobbleheads are cool, dude. I mean, I, there's just something about them that are unique. Yeah. They're fun. They're quirky. You have some really cool Angel ones, but that's because you go to a lot of Angel games. Right. And I think, it, well, it's it's pretty dope because, like, you know, three of them have Otani in it. And, like, you know, regardless of how I feel, I don't really love Otani. I'm not sucking to, you know, stroking him off or whatever. But, and I know you have indifferent feelings about him or had in the past, but... Dude, like, at the end of the day, like, when he's retired and we're, like, in our 60s, he's like, yo, I, I fucking went to a lot of Otani games. I have a few Otani bobbleheads. Like, I think that's going to be pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be a cool memory to associate with someone who is a big part of baseball for at least now a three to four year Oh, run. yeah, definitely. And then you know what? Like, it's so cool. So, the you know, I was setting up my bobbleheads on the office and I opened up my Gil Hodges one. So, I went to Gil Hodges when he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, courtesy of the Golden Era Committee two years ago. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that was very rude. Um, to the of the Golden Era Committee. Yeah, is really cool. The bobblehead. He's holding bats, three bats. I took out the bobblehead and I was like, "Hey, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Where are the bats?" I was like, "What the fuck? This is the first time I ever opened the box." Yeah. Turns out the bats were separate connected. I had to screw them in, and it's so cool. Really? And it's like the the base of the bobblehead. It says Hall of Fame, and it's the Hall of Fame logo. Like it's really cool, you know. It's just nice. and bobbleheads are just they're they're unique. I can't, I can't explain it other than they're just they're unique and yeah, they're just cool, dude. I don't think I ever got to finish my thought, but earlier I was saying how when I was younger, my dad used to have these bobbleheads. And I remember they used to, I don't know if they were giveaways per se, or like you bought, I don't think you could buy it at Carl's Jr., but I remember them <laughs> getting at Carl's Jr. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was funny because Carl's Jr. did something with the Lakers to where my dad, and I remember this was the 2004 year when they lost to the Detroit Pistons in the NBA Finals, because my dad had a Carl Malone, a Gary Payton, and a Derek Fisher bobblehead. Ooh. That were front that have the Carl's Jr. logo on it, right? And they're in the purple. I think well, I know Derek Fisher was in his purple uniform, but I thought that was so cool because he would put him in his garage and, you know, bobbleheads are always, cool in general, like, right? And no, but like, especially for me, because like, regardless of what you think of Carl Malone and Gary Payton, like, I've known. I get that they're. Oh, well, I'm just saying for NBA know, heads know, listening, right? They are Hall of Famers without a doubt. But like someone like Derek Fisher, dog, like Derek Fisher was like my idol growing up because. You know, I always knew that I was never going to be a superstar on whatever team I played on. I was going to be a good, like, scrappy role player. And that's what kind of Derek Fisher was. You? Know you? What I mean? Yeah, me. You, th- you, you thought you were going to be the Derek Fisher of your local high school basketball uh, team? Maybe not. Ba- just in regardless of every sport, right? Regardless of the sport, I was going to be a good, scrappy role player. I was never going to be the star or even the second best player. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just kind of one of those things growing up. I liked rooting for those players. And even if you look in, back there, there's a, a bobblehead for Orlando Hudson. You know, Orlando Hudson, when he was with the D-backs, I felt like he was that kind of guy, too. You know what I mean? Probably 
offensively, maybe in the top four or five, but definitely the best defensive player and, you know, had a really good smile. And I just remember loving playing with him in the video games and just watching him play on TV or going to see him live a couple times. But um, I don't know. Players like that, like, I want to get more bobbleheads. You mean not the superstars? You can go on eBay. True. You can go on eBay, but I do think there's – they are on eBay. No, bobble, I know. There are many bobbleheads on eBay. You're right on eBay. I do I do love the – like when I went to that thrift store in Arizona, remember how I told you and I found the Kente Maeda bobblehead and even found that Orlando Hudson? That was really cool. I want to yeah. do more stuff like that because it's kind of like people like digging through records at like old record stores or at a thrift store. Uh, and some people even love digging through clothes. There's a lot of that out there. For me personally, I really like digging through like – or I, I want to run into it in person, right? I don't want to – I think sometimes there's a little bit more, maybe I romanticize it, like finding something really dope in person versus just clicking and then waiting for it to ship to your house, you know? Maybe. That's I mean, me. perhaps old there's, school, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but right. uh, my office cubicle is coming along the back to the point of the conversation. And you got your first, uh, what is that called? Home field thing? Well, I will. I mean, we, yeah. So it's coming along. I'm going to put more bobbleheads on there. I'm yeah. going to get the Max Muncy one, going to get Oral Hershiser, and then I'm one more going to get Fernando Valenzuela. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to move past that. So Homefield, which we're not sponsored by, but I wish we were. Um, there, That's my favorite website to shop at. It's probably where I spend copious amounts of money and time. <laughs> and just they specialize in vintage throwback college designs on apparel mm-hmm. for multiple schools. I mean, they have almost they have Bucknell. They have Army. They have Navy. They have fucking St. John. They have almost any school you can think of. Excuse me. It's there. Yeah. And they have cool retro throwback designs. And as someone such as myself, like an old soul, or just somebody who enjoys old shit and just cool. Yeah. Vintage. Yeah. I like it. It's cool. I've bought in almost every USC shirt they have. I'm still like three, four off. I got to buy those. Got to buy the sweaters. Like I'm buying that gear. You know, you know that long sleeve cream shirt I had, the oh, 1978? Yeah. Dude, that's that. sold out. Can't no even buy way. anymore. So I hopped on that shit when it came out. Nice. I'm glad I did. Nice. Okay. And um, yeah, I just, I love Homefield. So they came out with this very cool thing right? called the Pennant Club. Ooh. Now, when I first heard about it, I had to do really some financial thinking because it's $28 for the Pennant mm-hmm. plus shipping and handling. It's another five. Total of $35 every six weeks or uh, six weeks. So $35. Yeah, six weeks in a row. So about $237, I think, in total I'm going to spend. Right. Tough, but. I've got the money and whatever I can do. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's what a, I want. It makes me happy. You have worse vices out there. You know exactly. I mean? Like, fucking forgive me. I'm yeah. buying vintage throwback fucking pennants. Whatever. Right. Pennant season number one. Six weeks, six schools are most popular. Week one was announced. Ships this Friday, July 28th. I'm fucking hyped. And the first pennant is Tulane. And it's really cool for those of you who are unaware. Tulane, they're called the Mean Green Wave. Or no, just Green Wave. Yeah. And they're, they are in Louisiana. They are... The lesser known school because LSU takes the cake there, but but I would say they're probably like well now they are. I even well after that upset of USC, they're for sure. 1, I was gonna say, is there any sour feelings towards Tulane? I was just about to ask uh, that later. <laughs> the sour feelings are more at USC than Tulane. Tulane okay. deserved to win. They okay. played hard. They fought valiantly, and as a result, if not taking your opponent lightly, you are rewarded with a Cotton Bowl victory. Nice. So. Okay. Celebrate on Green Wave. You don't get no hatred from me. Nice. I'm more mad at USC and Alex Grinch, but that's a whole other conversation. True, but I, I will say in Louisiana, because the Raging Cajuns have never been relevant. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette has never been uh, relevant. Ooh, good. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm ooh. trying to think well, of. Aren't they the Raging Cajuns? Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Louisiana. 
And then there's LaTeX, the Bulldogs, Louisiana oh, Tech. Oh, LaTeX. I was thinking of And La then there's Tech. LSU. La Te- actually, LaTeX has been like in the mix a couple times and for like Sunbelt, right? Yeah, they've never been good. No. no. And, but I, do I like think, their uniforms. Though. Okay, so I would say LaTeX and Tulane are kind of battled back and forth for the second. Maybe, but Tulane's won right. as of recent. I mean, for they, sure. they yeah. won well, their first two, major bowl. Yes. Anyways, case in point, Tulane used to be in the SEC. I think Tulane's fun fact. in New Orleans too, right? Yes, that's exactly where the so tip like, of that's the, the... That's the best part of the state to be in. And that, that is the tip of the pennant. So uh, I'm going to try... It says New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. So nice. I'm going to try to describe the pennant for the listeners at home. You guys can also go on Homefield uh, Instagram and check it out. In fact, I would be an advocate to subscribe, make your own account, and buy yourself your own favorite college gear. Or, guess what? If you don't have a favorite college team... Fucking just buy whatever looks cool because I guarantee you there's so many very, very yeah. cool designs, but we're going to move past that. So it's a, has green trim. So it's a nine by 27. Let's talk about the background first. It's the blue, base. light blue. No, I, that's closer to like, um, I don't want to say teal. A Gulf of Mexico blue. <laughs> a Gulf of Mexico blue. I was thinking I of like know. coastal Carolina blue. Ooh, that's you a could, beautiful if could, comparison. If, if you could picture like that. Chanticleer teal. <laughs> Let, let's hold on. I want to Google Coastal Carolina. I wonder what the official colors are because everyone always thinks, everyone always thinks uh, USC's red and gold, but they're Cardinal Cardinal and gold. Who's Scarlet? Is that the Rutgers? Well, Uh, Ohio State is Scarlet too, but the red, yeah. Rutgers, they are the Scarlet Knights. So yeah, right. I do think when I first saw that uh, pennant that you posted, teal, teal. Okay, so okay, so it is a teal. So it's definitely. But it's um, like a, I will say there's a, a, a boldness to the teal. Like it stands, it pops. It pops very well, especially with the green. It just looks not, okay, so yeah, it's, it's, we're just going to go teal. Let's just say teal for yeah. lack of a better word. The base is teal. The trim on the left-hand side, yeah, yeah on the left-hand side is green, almost like a deep sea green. Uh-huh. And then it has the words, two lane going across the main body, all in large. And at the tip towards the end of the pennant, it says New Orleans in classy scripture. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually this is spo- this is a combined sponsorship with Homefield and Oxford pennants. So they make like high quality felt pennants. Nice. And then of course my favorite part of this fucking pennant. Yeah, it's old so it has the school seal, which is Tulane University Green Wave, established eighteen thirty four, right. stamped, and in the middle of that mm. is a is a little mean green wave. Yeah. And like it's just it's a mean green wave that wants to fight. It's so cool. It's yeah. like the crest of the wave is his head. It's white. And he has like a little like snarling face. Like, he has Arr. a green body, right? Yeah, he's like. Arr. Yeah, he has like an angry, like you said, an angry snarling face. And he's holding a flag that, that says, says Tulane. Yeah. And I'm just, I think it's going to make my office look so cool. Like my cubicle so cool. I'm going to get dog. six of these. I don't know what the next week's going to be. I ho- I'm really excited for the Delaware one. Oh. Yeah, they they did like a little snippet of this. Like you could kind of make out the schools. I, I think the six are going to be this. Tulane, Delaware, Youngstown State. Oh, wow. UC Irvine. Oh. Hawaii. And the sixth one is just a home field like. Oh, and the sixth one is just a home field like little joke. It's called Slippery Rock and it's a rock wearing a mink coat with a little... I think Slippery Rock's an actual college, dog. No, I don't. I've heard of it. I've never heard of it. I mean, I think I, it's in, oh, well, I don't know if it's in New York, but it's in, it's back east well, somewhere. Well, I'm definitely excited for the Delaware one because I just love the color scheme of the Delaware yeah, blue one. Yeah, and yellow. But it's like the weight, yeah, and the, yeah, the it's sea. Yeah, like bright blue. Yeah, and the Hawaii one's going to be super cool. Ooh. It's going to be like almost like an, like an opaque or opaque, I think is the word, opaque, white. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure on the pronunciation of that word, but it's going to be like a like an egg white, if you will, and there's yeah. going to be rainbows on it, and you're going to see palm trees. But yeah, Dude, I'm a subscriber of... Nice. Yeah, they're excited too. <laughs> they're very excited too. I'm subscribed for season one. Once you're subscribed, you can't unsubscribe. So like, I'm in it for six weeks. There's going to be a season two. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to try to rotate the pendants in my cubicle, and then eventually, you know what? I'm just going to have a bunch of fucking pendants either yeah. up in my room or... I think, yeah, when, when Lauren and I moved... I told Lauren... When we move into our new place, whenever that is, I was like, "How do? You, what do you mean you don't want to see a fucking two lane green wave pennant above the shitter?" See, well, that's why you, you need a man cave. That's exactly what you or said. Or like a garage, or just you know, that's exactly a what place you said. for your personal things. That because I feel like most men have different interests than women, and you know what they say: happy wife, happy life. Yeah, so you yeah. Lose that battle. Yeah. Oh, I know. Alec, Alec showed us. I mean, he he had to concede too. So you know what though? Yeah. Just know that whenever I have a man cave, it'll. There will be lots of random college pennants. But what makes the pennant club so cool that I think I'm even more jazzed to be a part of mm. is that it's ex- it's exclusive just to the club. So you can't buy these pennants on Homefield. You you can't buy these designs. Like, really? So it's, okay. it's super it's cool. It's exclusive to the club. Yeah. So when you first told me that you were joining this club, I thought it was something that like, you pay in advance. Like it's a flat fee and you get these six. So but did I. You, so... <clears throat> What I'm hearing is like, let's say you really didn't like Slippery Rock or Hawaii or UC Irvine for that matter, right? You can only like you could end up buying just five of them. You don't need to buy all six. No, you you cannot unsubscribe. So once you're subscribed, you're paying every week. We, okay, so you're, no returns. You're so kind of locked into you're it. You're locked. Though. No, not kind of. You are locked in. Okay, that's interesting. That's what I thought. Yeah. But then how? What makes you locked in? Then I guess right. I, because I, there's no returns. Ah, okay. And but, I can't I can't cancel so the subscription. Paid, you, so did you pay all in advance? No, I paid the first week. So I paid the first week, which is this one. And then next well, so week... So you didn't pay the second week? No, it's day. already locked in. They already had like... It's a reoccurring <laughs> subscription. Like I, I guess know, I say, guess I canceled my card if right, I canceled... Say, if you cancel the card on file, they probably wouldn't send you something, right? I, I guess that'd be your way to get out of something, but... I, I, I would imagine... To. I don't know. I want the pennants. Yeah. I mean, I... I know. I'm just... I'm, I'm you're, no, you're right. I mean, I'm trying to spitball it, I was too. trying to think of the... Because usually, like, a club, you join in advance, pay all for it, and then you that's get... What I, that's what I... That's what I was kind of hoping they would yeah. do, but... Fuck it. I'm dialed in for season one. I'm excited for season two. That's dope, I'm man. hoping High it's going to be some cool shit. My cubicle is going to be the coolest cubicle in the hey. office. I'm going to, like, hang them down... Cool as a cucumber, dog. Yep. I'm going to hang them down vertically and kind of, like, stack them under each other and you know it'll just be cool it'll be unique my my de- my cubicle will reflect me very much so a bunch of dodger bobble a bunch of baseball bobbleheads and college pennants and yeah be on the phone like hi i'm so-and-so with the company let's make a deal yeah <laughs> but yeah that's all i wanted to share that's awesome man well we had a couple things more on the uh agenda but i i will say we don't have to hit that last bullet point. We can save I, that for like fo- a more football-oriented because, I mean, there's going to be more news. True. I was going to say, though, two more things I feel like we could talk about and we'll be rather quickly before we wrap things up on the show. Um, one, Nick Koenigke. Shout out to Nick Koenigke. Oh, yeah. He came into weekend this time. He was in Anaheim, and you know, I was really glad I was able to connect with him. And I went to the Angel Games with him on Friday night and then sunday yeah, he's he's on like a six game road trip right yeah, now. yeah he's gonna do well he lives in san diego county so i wouldn't say road trip for these last three but he's gonna go to three six excuse me six straight games because the pirates happen to be on a west coast swing i want to say they're gonna be at, in at the dodgers relatively soon too i could be wrong but or maybe it was the giants i was looking at but i want to say they're gonna be in california still relatively soon but it was cool because he stayed in weekend with, with his buddy um and they went to the games. They're wearing their Pirates gear. And it's kind of funny because Nick and I have actually never met. I don't know if you and I knew that. But 
we had hmm, mutual friends and I met them through like KSSU and because I was still following KSSU and they would like retweet his stuff. Thought a lot of his stuff was funny from the show and just his Twitter personality. And then I think I followed him on other social medias. I do remember that as part of the 2020 when we started Locker Room Sports with Max and Carl, uh, I was looking for as many people that I knew that had worked at KSSU or the State Hornet and he had done both just like me as well. So we definitely connected and tapped in with that. And he uh, was someone who was willing to, he wrote a couple articles for Locker Room Sports. And then when we did the podcast, uh, the Lock Talk podcast, where I kind of pulled different people each week, you know, he did, I want to, I don't think he did as many as those, but it was someone that I kind of always knew of, but just hadn't really met in person. Um, and he's, he's a dope guy, man. Like he's really funny. I know it's unfortunate that you weren't able to connect with him this I week. I watch doggos. No, you're good. But like, he's going to come to Anaheim hopefully again soon. And he met my buddy JJ. He met the girl that I was talking to this. Uh, oh, I missed out on that. Yeah, you missed out on oh, that. Oh, <laughs> man. I missed out on the girl. Yeah. So. Oh, that's unacceptable. We need to change that. That is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. As your best friend, that is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. But anyways, I just feel like uh, it was cool to meet Nick. Like, he's a dope guy. Like, Funny on Twitter, funny in person, has a buzzing personality. And, you know, hopefully it's something that, because as I'm trying to make a visit to all 30 MLB stadiums, he has a lot of family in Pittsburgh. Uh, I pitched the idea because JJ and I were talking to him on Sunday's game. We we're like, hey, like, you know, if we went and got an Airbnb in Pittsburgh, can we go visit? Because he's, you know, he goes every year to Pittsburgh games in Pittsburgh. And so I was like, hey, if we get an Airbnb next summer. I would love to Pittsburgh. do that. I would do that with you. And he was like, yeah, dude, you don't even have to get an Airbnb. I don't know how, how many he can host, but for sure, I'll definitely hit you up and definitely keep in contact with Nick and see if we can still do that. And Yeah, I would 1,000% do that. Hell yeah. 1,000%. And he was wearing a Roberto Clemente jersey, oh, which I think is just fire, really right? cool. Yeah, I just And it was an away jersey. That was cool, too. Yeah. Away jerseys are a little Pirates unique. have a really good, it's simple, right? Because it's just black, gray, and yellow, right? And, and it's similar to the Steeler colors. But a black and yellow color scheme goes really hard. It's simple, but it goes really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So shout I agree. out to Nick Koenigke. I agree. Thank you for being a supporter yeah. of the podcast. Thank you for being a funny guy in general. We talk on the <laughs> side. And thank you for hating the San Diego Padres harder yes. than anyone I've ever known in my life. Yes. I love that. I love it because he lives in San Diego too. Yeah, so like, I love it. I don't know. It'd be like if I lived like really close to or just in LA, I guess, and hated the Dodgers. Well, you do. But I don't live in you live LA. in LA I County. I don't. I don't you, live in LA. Oh, you County. live in Orange County. That's yeah. right. Uh, you still hate the Dodgers. I do, but I'm not around as many Dodger fans as he is around as many Padre fans. If that makes sense. Fair. Yeah. And the last thing I'll talk about, again, very short. Uh, I'm not a. I don't hate, but I don't like the Barbie trend either. I do find oh, yeah, it. Yeah, you briefly mentioned that. Yeah, because Alec Romero. Shout out to our buddy Alec. He went with his wife to go see the Barbie movie. Um, obviously, we're two dudes, and like we were very. I mean, I'm gonna uh, go see it. You're right. <laughs> well, I'm not knocking you for wanting to go see it. Um, am I gonna wear pink? No, but, no, but the, uh, do I, guess, I have a vaunted interest in seeing this movie because it looks kooky? Yes. Yeah, and I think I have no problem with seeing the movie too. I, I guess it's weird because like there's weird things that trend on social media, right? I compared it to. When T-Bowing really became big. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, it was like the bowing down, right? Yeah, it, it was the bowing down and you had to have the fist on your forehead. Like you're <laughs> like praying, dog. And it was just it was just a fucking weird trend. And so that's what, all I think of this Barbie. I don't think less of the Barbie movie. I probably want to see the Barbie movie. 
Um, it's okay if you don't. I you just don't no to. no and I, no I'm not like I said I don't have anything with Barbie in general or the movie concept, but I just think it's crazy to see how many like girls that I don't even know like girls that I think are that I follow that are friends of mine right. I would even consider them girly like they're pretty you know they're sporty or like the the girls who lift and that kind of stuff a little more athletic right. But even them are like onto this Barbie phase, and I guess I'm just kind of tripped on, or dressing up to see Barbie, right? I think I'm kind of tripping on how popular and that blew up. Well, I mean, dude, Barbie's like Barbie is the Mike Trout for women. I guess or the Shohei Otani for women. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. For I mean, yeah. you know, she inspires women. She's doing <laughs> things that women typically don't get to do, like. Women typically don't get to be astronauts, but Barbie is. Women typically don't get to be politicians, but Barbie is. Yeah. Women typically don't get to be world-class French skiers, but Barbie is. I mean, come on, dude. I understand the allure to Barbie in real life. What women. was that word they used? Don't ask me to repeat that. That's hard. Say it again. Allure. Allure? Allure. Ooh. A-L-L-U-R-E. Define what that means. It's a draw. It's a draw. Can I look that up? Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> you called me out on chicanery. That chickenery. Chickenery. Um, say, spell it again. A A L L U R E, and and it's to draw interest or desire from someone or something. Mm, okay. Okay. Let, let's go on the pronunciation. So, oh. am I wrong in the definition? Oh, allure. allure. So there's a double O, right? Allure. There's an O. Oh, no, you're not no, on the pronunciation. I was like, I was like, I spelled that right. No, I'm looking at the uh, pronunciation guide. Can you uh, pronounce that again? Allure. Say it again. Like, I want to hear it. Right. Allure. Allure. And what did I say? Allure. Allure. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I take that out. We're both. Gotta I take like that, that we're both trying to expand our vocabulary, and sometimes you have to look. Well, silly I knew in of the word, but I right. the pronunciation was bad. But okay. Right. It does say, it's a noun. Okay. The quality of being powerfully and mysteri- mysteriously attractive or fascinating. I said desire to draw <laughs> attention, right? Or I said to, I uh, I wasn't right, well, well, but I wasn't out, wrong. This is the verb because there's a noun definition and there's a verb definition. Verb is powerfully attract or charm, tent. Okay, can I hear the pronunciation one more time? Allure. 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 Okay, well, the allure of Barbie. The allure of Barbie, yeah. I can no, understand. And I get it too because, you know, Barbie will have the advantage over Shohei because, <laughs> hold on, because a lot of kids are, or excuse me, a lot of women our age played with Barbie growing up. Like that was, it'd almost be like, but see what I don't get is like, and what I wanted to ask you before we wrap things up is like, will we ever see another movie that gets this much publicity and this much interest as to people dressing up for the movie uh, no right not that i can think well, of maybe harry potter did at one point but even harry i know marvel harry movies i'm sure people dress up i'm sure of that okay uh i i personally when i went to marvel movies i didn't see i maybe i saw people like wearing shirts you know what i mean like uh, and it was, like you could buy Marvel shirts at Target. So, like, I feel like it's not a hard, accessible thing to do. I mean, I don't Where think it's Barbie, hard to buy pink stuff. No, but it's it's more something you put together, right? You don't just buy a Barbie shirt or, like, a Barbie... Why not? I'll, no, well, you could, but I think a lot of girls, from what I've seen, are dressing up in, like, their own pink attire or pink and white or whatever. You well, know what's mean? Like wrong different. with that? There is nothing wrong with that. I, I'm, I'm not hating on the trend. I'm just perplexed as to what 
if we'll ever see this again in our lifetime for a movie? Yes or no? To guess. My answer is yes. Okay. You know, just to piss you off, I'm gonna wear pink. I'm gonna wear my best Barbie get Dude, on please. Sunday. On I, Sunday, post it for the podcast, dog. On, on Sunday, I'm gonna wear my Tell best. Us where, where, where we are. Oh, oh, shit. oh shit. sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my best Barbie get up. I hope so, dog. And, you better post that in the chat, and I'm gonna throw that on the front row seat pod Twitter. And um, yeah, I mean it's bad enough. Maybe that'll get us to change our fucking profile picture of me yeah. with the Giants hat on and the or gi- <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys for that. I don't think that hasn't been our profile pic in a while though. It still is. What do you mean? No, it it's isn't. me with the fucking poorly edited Giants logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, when we were watching the game at uh, JJ's. Oh, it is. I'm in You're my right. LSU windbreaker. You're right, and, and I'm wearing the SC shirt. Yeah, yeah, I cried that night yeah, or that day. That was, that was... That was an early game, too. That was a 9 a.m. game. You guys' day started awful. Pain. Yeah. But it ended with it didn't actually get better because Penn State fucking beat Utah in the Rose Bowl. So I can't even say, oh, USC won, lost to the Rose Bowl winner. No, they no. fucking, nah. Whatever. You know, whatever. College football's coming. We're 40 days off. 40 days off, baby. Fight on. So close. Yeah, go, so tigers. go Tigers. Fight on. Roll t- fight, fight on. Go Tigers. Sick em dogs. Gig em. Gig em. <laughs> I don't know. All, all the all the crazy little hashtags, they're going to come out in full go force. Beeves. Yeah, go Beavs. <laughs> beat the farm. Yeah, beat the farm. Horns down. Horns down. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is episode 93. Yeah. Sorry that I was low energy. I'm tired. No, dude, I thought you were doing great today. Thank you. you power thank through, you. Man. Thank you. Sometimes we'll, uh, in life, you got to power through. Exactly. And we did. We took a bite out of this one, episode 93. Hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> we'll be back with episodes 94 yeah. and 95 sometime soon. Hopefully, we have some more interviews lined up for you guys. Really like that we were able to get Dev. We had Ayana. You know who I saw? I saw Viliami at the concert I went to Saturday. We need to tap back in with him if we're still open to it. Yeah, I don't think I'm against it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely got a different perspective yeah. in terms of musically. Then we could just talk rap and be like, Viliami, who are your favorite rappers? Is yeah. Tupac Shakur really dead? <laughs> Is Tupac Shakur really dead? Yeah, you know, awesome. apparently one time on a recruiting visit. Um, oh, no way. Former who? former who? UCLA head coach. Chip Kelly? Jim Mora. Oh, Jim Mora. Claimed he told a recruit. The recruit <laughs> claimed that Jim Mora said he knew who killed Tupac Shakur. <laughs> Jim Moran? I swear to Christ. Oh, man. I hope we get a book before he dies. Well, then. you heard that recently the Las Vegas Police Department reopened the search warrant involving Tupac Shakur, right? I did not hear that. Oh, that, that sounds like it could be a podcast in itself. I mean, maybe. I don't know. You, you're the one who does a sip of crime. So why don't you guys go do your oh, legwork and I like that. talk about the whole Tupac Shakur shooting? Because yeah. I know nothing about it other than he was killed on the strip after a Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. So. Anyways. Maybe he's alive drinking coconut juice in the Bahamas. I don't know. Yeah. I think it'd be somewhere more remote, like Bolivia or something like that. Bolivia? That's in Europe. Bolivia, fool, is in South America. Oh, I'm sorry. Dog. I'm thinking of Bulgaria. <laughs> You're thinking of Bulgaria. I'm sorry. Yes, I was are. like, why the fuck would he be in Europe? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, I think that's he would stand 94. out very much. A black man in Bulgaria? Like, Especially that's like Eastern Europe. Yeah, like, dude. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, that would uh, suddenly there's a strange, <laughs> strange uptick of streaming in Eastern Europe of Tupac Shakur's music. I don't know why. I don't know why, but man, yeah. All well, right, guys. This was episode ninety four. Ninety three. Oh shit, my bad. Ninety three. Jesus. No, I'm tired. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you guys listen, and follow us on Twitter at Front Row Seat Pod. That's at Front Row Seat Pod. Um, yeah. Anything else? No. No. Um, Final thoughts. Go see Barbie. Go see Oppenheimer. Mm. Watch Indiana Jones if you're so inclined. I want to see that movie. Nice. And uh, as always, don't drink and drive.
Love that. Yeah. All right. Catch you guys, man. Peace.